From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today's music is obviously a little different. It is Travis Tritt, who had a concert at the Lander Center about a month ago, and we have that on because of our special show today, which is an interview with Todd Mastery from the Lander Center and now from the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. Sat down with Todd for about an hour. Uh, show we, You and I decided to make this kind of a special show to uh, highlight Todd and what they're doing there at the Lander Center and now Stone Grove Amphitheater. Really neat conversation. A lot of the people, the podcast listeners, go to shows, enjoy concerts, enjoy music, enjoy a lot of the same stuff we listen to. Uh, so definitely a great show, a chance to sit down with Todd and visit with him. Uh, just a really good guy. And because of that interview, we're going to be pushing uh, our, our week. This week's going to look a little different. Uh, we'll have the show today, uh, which is Tuesday. That will be just the interview with Todd Mastery. And then we'll have a, our second show for the week tomorrow. It will come out on Wednesday of this week. Uh, that is done because for two reasons. Matt and I are, are very busy for two different items. The first one being Thursday, our crew of Hernando Golf Tournament. And then Friday, our water tower session. So we're going to be busy both days. Therefore, we're going to go do back-to-back shows Tuesday and Wednesday. The Wednesday show will contain uh, the news for the week, the fact of the week, and the DeSoto County shout-outs all in the same episode. So look for that tomorrow. Uh, but today we will start with Todd Mastery after we hear about Brian Couch. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, thank you again for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team for residential real estate in DeSoto County for over the past 12 years. Whether you are buying or selling a home, you definitely want to call Team Couch. They are ranked as a top team in Mississippi by America's Best Real Estate Professional Magazine. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. A lot of people are trying to sell their home uh, by themselves. Look, using a realtor allows the expertise of the realtor when it comes to multiple offers, contracts, closing attorneys, closing companies. All those things make such a big difference when it comes to residential real estate. And there's nobody better than Brian and Terry when it comes to Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Again, a free, no obligation market analysis to learn the value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what things are closing for, what things are listing for. Brian and Terry and their team can help you with all those different questions. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com for your free, no obligation market analysis. Todd Mastry was nice enough to join us at the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios. How to Barbecue Right Shop located right here in Hernando on Memphis Street. This store has everything a man needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cutting boards, cast iron, knives, or some of the neatest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop has you covered. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. That's 
912-9947. Find them on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to stop by the How to Barbecue Right Shop located on Memphis Street right here in Hernando. Thank you to Brian and Terry of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And thank you to the How to Barbecue Right Shop for being our presenting and studio sponsor. Again, Derek mentioned just had a really, really good interview with Todd. If you enjoy concerts, music, or if you've ever kind of wondered how the Lander Center and Snowden Grove or any kind of music venue maybe runs, uh, this is the interview you want to listen to. Todd gives a lot of information on his background. He has worked at some really neat places, Derek. One of the places he worked uh, was Las Vegas. So I would wow. say... <laughs> If you can handle Las Vegas and the show, the, the shows in Las Vegas, you're going to be okay in DeSoto County. But just a really nice guy, a good guy. Thoroughly enjoyed the interview. I uh, hope you enjoyed as well. We're going to interrupt a couple of times to recognize our awesome advertisers. We thank them so much for continuing to support the UTW podcast. So we will interrupt the interview a couple of times. But we're going to go to Todd's interview now. Glad to be welcomed this morning by Todd Mastery. Todd is the exec- executive director of the Lander Center there at Church Road in 55. Todd, welcome this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, excited to be here, uh, hanging out, chatting under the water tower. There you go. And, and podcast listeners, just to go ahead and uh, talk about the elephant in the room, Todd does have a Tampa Bay Buccaneer shirt on. Uh, you'll learn in just a, mo- a few minutes uh, Todd's background, uh, where he came from. That's the explanation there. But uh, I'm very uncomfortable here having to stare at the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which still pains me to say. But again, like Todd said, whenever we walked up to the uh, studio, the How to Barbecue Right Shop Studios, uh, he's a Jameis Winston fan, and I have no choice but to be a Jameis Winston to fan right now so uh all right so todd let's just kind of jump in executive director of the lander center how long have you been in that position oh end of 2008 i left uh, fedex forum come down here uh which is my own backyard we live in olive branch so it was nice to uh stop the commute from memphis and uh do what i do and uh what i joined uh, what i enjoy excuse me right here in my own backyard. What position did you have at the FedEx Forum? Was that an executive director or uh, senior? My title was senior director of event operations at FedEx Forum. So basically, I did. I was in charge of everything in the building, uh, except for basically turning the the lights on and off and the air wow. conditioning on and off. Though I knew how to do that. Sure, I had an opportunity. A lot of the podcast listeners know that I have a van company. So for about three years, so probably about sixteen to eighteen, so around three years, we did the vans for the FedEx Forum. So I would get to go down to the security and when they were getting all ready for concerts and stuff like that. For that, I thought was pretty neat. I always noticed neat thing about that was the Grizzlies were always there practicing and uh, my measly little vans had nothing on the uh, Mercedes and very nice cars uh, sitting right there. So been at the Lander Center now for golly 13 years. Man, wow. that, it time flies. It, it absolutely does for sure. And the reason we wanted to visit with you and, and, and on just in the last six weeks, you have been tasked by the city of South Haven or signed a contract, whatever the, the thing may have gone with the board of Alderman there to uh, be the person uh, most in charge of the Lander Center, which you already were doing that. But now you're you're going to be working at the Snowden Grove, working with the Snowden Grove, their entertainment, their facilities, their operations, correct? Correct. Okay. And that's why we wanted to have you on because that was a big deal. We covered that City of South Haven Autumn meetings. And plus our listeners, they, they go to shows, they pay attention to that stuff. They have kids. Uh, you know, who, who are the, kid, the kids listening to? Who do they want to go see? So we thought that might be a very interesting opportunity for you to come in and talk to us about that. Absolutely. So Tampa Bay, you, uh, you told me off air, moved from the Tampa area. Uh, how long have you been in the Mid-South? Uh, moved to Mid South. Uh, it would have been late '03, early '04. Finished last year construction on FedEx Forum. Uh, opened the building. It was there for about five years before uh, I was uh, heading south. I was already south. Right. Uh, we actually, uh, after spending a year on Mud Island, 
bought a house in Olive Branch. Is concert promotion or entertainment services, that type of thing, is that something that you wanted to do all your life? Or is that something that you, uh, you know, your degree from college or what? Not originally. I was that kid that um, I took an, an, what I like to call an academic red shirt my years at Florida State. Five years to get through because I kept switching majors, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Um, ended up in a degree in business administration with a major in hospitality. Right. Uh, so I left Florida State and uh, went down to South Florida to work for Houston's restaurants for a while. Uh, after about a year and a half or so, left Houston's restaurants for uh, Orlando, worked for uh, Plant Hollywood, official all-star cafe. Uh, Really enjoyed that. Um, They uh, traveled me up and down the East Coast, opening planets and and all-stars that they had a a managerial issue where they needed to send someone to either help out or train. I would go do that from a managerial standpoint. Example I love to get the the most is they sent me to New York City because they have, like Orlando, there's both a planet and an all-star there. And they needed managerial help. They gave me an open-ended ticket. I didn't really know what that meant from right. an airline standpoint. I'm supposed to come home 20 days later. I came home seven and a half months later uh, along that end. But, you know, I like to say that I lived and worked in New York City. It's a pretty right. cool opportunity along that end on someone else's dime. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, uh, but uh, as many may or may not know, at uh, some point, uh, I guess mid-1999, Plant Hollywood went into bankruptcy. Right. So my upper mobility immediately stopped. And I always knew I wanted to go back to school. I was looking to go back to school for to get my master's and really get out of the day-to-day operational side of restaurants. I wanted to be in the R&D side, wanted to be in the design sure. along that end for someone who'd worked uh, at a number of different restaurants. So many of them are designed by architects, engineers that never work in them. So things just don't flow the way they should. You're constantly making changes and adjustments. And I really thought I could be an asset on that side of the industry, still do what I enjoyed and loved. I felt like I had talents in that area. Um, got into a number of different universities from Cornell to FAU, Michigan State, University of Houston. Right. Looked at all of them and what they had to offer. Realized there's no way I can afford Cornell. It's too cold in Michigan right. State sure. for a Florida boy. Decided to go to UNLV. It was like, hey, Vegas, baby. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. um, sight unseen. Uh, great program. You know, went there. and But you knew the hospitality management part of a Vegas uh, university was going to be okay. Uh, oh, UNLV is one of the Absolutely, tops in the country yeah. uh, in what they do there. It's a hybrid of the MBA program, which I always wanted. I had to have that business side of things. That was really important. Um, it's about the business. So maybe my first week at school, I'm in the library, not the library, the, the bookstore. And I, I see this book with Lambeau Field on the front. I'm thinking, what in the world? This is in the, you know, the, the master's section. Right, sure. Grabbed the book, checked it out. I was like, what is sport leisure services? What is this? And I went and I found the dean and had a conversation with him. And he looks at, hey, we're similar to uh, you know, how we are in the hotel school. We're, we're all hybrids of the MBA program. Right. So you're essentially in the school already. We'll just switch you over. We'll leave your current sure. so you don't lose anything. Those will be your elective classes, and you'll just get to continue on. Well, at that point, I was like, wait, okay, excited at that point, uh, ready to think, what's my next step? Well, I hadn't really thought about sports in a real intimate aspect since you know high school football right, and, sure. and things along that end. So uh, I ended up going went out my first you know uh, I had a couple calls that I made so to speak I went out to uh, Cashman Field uh, which is the home the AAA then Las Vegas Stars now it's right. Las Vegas 51s at that then it was the uh, the Padres affiliate took an uh, unpaid internship there uh, within six weeks I was offered the job as community public and media relations coordinator right sure. so I was essentially running the press box uh, taking care of interviews between uh, the media and and the players and uh, jumped all into it and really 
really the the question that that was asked of me. I was already doing game notes and things along that. I was like, hey, uh, you know, here's the big question: uh, How do you calculate ERA? Yeah. <laughs> the answer, and that was essentially the, my question, or, or the the answer. That was the question I had to answer sure. to, to get the job, so to speak. But uh, uh, the other part of it was. Um, I really just picked up the phone. I ended up getting a hold of Ron Drake, who was the assistant VP at the Grand Garden Arena at MGM. Honestly, I told him, I said, you know, Mr. Drake, I want your job. How do I get it? Yep. And he was kind of a little thrown back by that question. He says, wait a second. Took a minute or two right. to kind of explain who I am, what I was doing, and really want experience on the arena side of things. Because again, sports management and leisure services isn't just sports. Sure. It's really a lot of different things along that end. So, Well, with sports comes arenas. Absolutely. I mean, sport, they have to have fields. Different they have venues. to have yes, different venues, Absolutely. stadiums, that type of stuff. No, so, no doubt about it. Right. And I was really kind of learning in the entire spectrum. I really didn't have sure. that idea, but wanted to get as much experience as I could. Ron basically said, here's the deal. I'll bring you in Monday through Thursday, you assist me in doing sponsorship deals, really on the advent yeah, of, sure. uh, of sponsorships in early 2000. I, I sat in meetings with Kodak and Seagram's and big companies yeah, along the end. And then weekends. Because again, you're in Vegas. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Which is, that's where the big boys are. Absolutely. And MGM owns so many properties in Vegas and they're trying to set sponsorship deals in different ones. Then on the weekends, he was teaching me, so to yeah. speak, how to do the arena industry. So you know, back then it was anything from Tina Turner to Bruce Springsteen, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney, uh, you name it. We were right. doing all those shows. And then you add in the Billboard Awards and MTV Awards and the ESPYs. Wow, and yeah. Really, you know, think of, oh, oh, wait, we also have championship boxing. Sure. And so it was a real huge opportunity there. Uh, and all my time in Vegas, I never I never stopped working at right. the Green Garden and MGM. Baseball, I came in and out uh, as seasons changed. Uh, I worked for the XFL uh, out there. Another incredible opportunity. Uh, worked for the uh, and this is classic at Las Vegas, they, which was a pro am and yeah. then finished um, at, at Summerlin. Anything I get my hands on. Thomas and Mac uh, did a lot of yeah, different Thomas shows Mac, there. Yeah. Uh, rodeo, part of the, I mean, yeah, rodeo stuff. Yeah, yeah. The rodeo comes uh, into town for it, two, yep, three weeks. National Finals Rodeo was a, a part of working that. Just seeing how things work along that end. Really, any again, anything in, uh, I could possibly get my hands on to figure out this industry is so vast. What part of this industry do I want to be a part of? And by the time I got to the end, I realized that. Dad doesn't own a sports team, sure, yeah. so uh, and, and kind of I saw how things went with the XFL. I was like, mm, I really want something that's that's more solid uh, that can use my my talents along that. And I really felt like the arena was the, the right way to go. But yeah. after Vegas, ended up going to Ohio State University, working for at the Schottenstein Center at Ohio State mm-hmm. Value City Arena, where we had uh, men's and women's Ohio State basketball, sure. uh, had ice hockey team, and then all the different the, shows that yeah. took place you know, inside shot scenes. So I have worked in some of the neatest arenas. I mean, Vegas, I mean, like you said, it sounds to me like you're not afraid to do one thing and that's work W O R K. (laughs) And that's something Derek and I say on our show all the time. We talk a lot about city politics, state politics. We talked about unemployment and all these different things going on. And, and we definitely, we have kids roughly the same age. We definitely uh, want them to understand the value of work. When it was all said and done, uh, you moved into different positions, you took different jobs, you served others uh, and, and worked your tail off. And it sounds like you just were like, uh, hey, I want to be a sponge. I want if you can run the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, you can handle Leonard Center in this, you know, South Haven, Mississippi. I wouldn't say that I was running the Grand Garden. You know what I'm saying, but uh, But you know how it uh, works. But yes, it really did. It was a great training ground to learn. The other side of that is once I left Vegas for Columbus, I essentially had to relearn it all over again. What happens in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, it stays in Vegas in more ways than one. In terms of the business model, is so very different. Yes. Uh, 
in that aspect, understanding that the Green Garden Arena was really kind of the redheaded stepchild to like slots or yeah. the yeah. you know the different games that the amount of monies are being made sure. one versus the other is just tremendously different. But we were driving traffic into the casino along that end, so again, that was really why you did it. But you get back to reality, and I and you know two or three shows didn't sell out within the first day. We were ecstatic when you got right a sellout or close sure. to a sellout for a show in you know in Columbus, Ohio. It's such a roller coaster for you guys and we'll get to that in just a minute. Like you said, a show you may look up and, and there's an artist that you really enjoy or that you like or something like that, but then you you put them on the bill and it doesn't necessarily go as fast as you like and those type of things. We'll get to more of that in just a second, of course. But that, just what a neat experience, the number of different places you've lived and now you're in DeSoto County, you're in uh you know like you said, live in Olive Branch. Um kids attend North Point, one of our advertisers. Uh you actually your son is i think in the same grade or so with derek's child and stuff so um real quick i mean just a little bit they are an advertiser of ours and we, we praise them quite a bit your experience with north point has been good uh, very good um i have a uh, my daughter taylor she's uh, a currently a senior at florida state she's wow, a graduate okay. of uh started spc in, yeah. in the north point i always told taylor hey you you do your work you do yeah. what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do dad will take care of the rest understanding that it's god's money yeah, and she's sure. going to provide for us uh, along that end, I never expected she was going to get into Florida State. Right, great grades, great scores. I just really didn't think that was going to happen. And to her, for her to go to not only my alma mater, right. but my dad's as well, to be right. a third generation Seminole is exciting, and she's just loving it. And but that's a product of what a great school North Point was. It really has set her up for. You know, she wants to be a dentist, so she's taking incredibly hard classes as far as the science majors and things along that end. And right, and you really pre- set her up for some success along that end. We want to quickly interrupt to recognize some of our. Sponsors, North Point Christian School continues to enroll for 2021-2022, and in some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and ninth grades are close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times Tribune. Come and see why they have been voted best. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127, again 662-349-5127, or email her at sshero-n at ncstrojans.com and schedule your personal tour. Don't delay, call today. Podcast brought to you by Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, the Gulf Coast, a cruise, anywhere east, west, north, and south here in the United States, reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher. These ladies can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here in Hernando. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304. That's 662-469-6304. Or check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. That's Magical Destinations Unlimited on both Facebook and Instagram. Again, Magical Destinations Unlimited. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, 
healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419 or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. The Hernando Farmers Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. To advertise or be a vendor with the Hernando Farmers Market, please reach out to Gia Matheny, Community Development Director at 662-449-9092. Again, 662 662- 449-9092. The Hernando Farmers Market takes place May 1st through October every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Again, on the historic Hernando Square, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Visit the Hernando Farmers Market. All right, so let's fast forward to here. Here we are. You're based in DeSoto County, uh, here to serve the public, per se. I mean, you, you kind of... I, I would call myself a public servant. Right. I, I'm not um, appointed. Sure. I wasn't uh, elected, mm-hmm. but I do view myself Absolutely. as a public servant. Everything we do, being transparent mm-hmm. in what we do, just no different than the government, although we do, and the focus, the cultures that I set, that I've set for us is we run this like a business. Sure. Our, our budget is no different than your budget at home. You have to look at it, it to every single penny, everything that we spend, everything that we do is in the public's best interest, in, in the building's best interest, and move continue to move us forward. Right. And, and I asked you off air, but I'll, I'll let you say it on the air. The Lander Center is owned by whom? DeSoto County Convention and Visitors Bureau, which is a separate body politic set up by the Mississippi State Legislature. I want to say back in 1997, 1998, okay. with the hopes and thoughts in mind, I guess you would say along that end, that the, or the vision that this is what it would be and what it would become. Right. Did the, I, I'm just give a little bit of history. In the 90s, the late 90s, did the city of South Haven build the Lander Center, or was it a personal thing? No, that was on the county side, county side so okay. completely separate yes. from the city. Lander Center, the sort of Civic Center sure. originally, yes. Lander Center now resides. That's where the you know where the real estate right, is sure. in the city of South Haven. Correct. But you'd have to almost look at it as like it's a little piece of the county in the city of South Haven. I do say the county, my board, my seven member board, who are my bosses, so to speak, um, which is the easiest way to, to, to look at that, uh, are appointed by the five. Supervise, county mm-hmm. supervisors. I don't answer specifically to a supervisor. Right. I do see them in my in a reverence and a, in a respectful right. position sure. as a boss along that end. And we do have conversations. We talk a lot together. A lot of the visions and things that are going on with Lander Center, we have those discussions. That vision is shared yeah. with the county supervisors of where we're going and where we're headed. So they're uh, a part of what we're doing. How often moving the county forward? How often do the does your board meet quarterly or so uh, to kind of talk to you about? Thursday of, of every month, okay. we, we get together. I obviously have a, a lot more 
conversation, a lot more uh, communication uh, with the chairman, currently right. uh, Michael Hatcher, uh, sure. Hatcher and Associates. Yeah, of course. He and I have a lot of, co- but it, there are other members of the board that I do have uh, a lot of communication with as well. Uh, most of them, matter of fact. Yeah, very interesting. And that's a good point. A lot of people think, well, it's in South Haven. It's owned by the city, not necessarily, or it's in so forth. That, that helps answer that question quite a bit, uh, you know, who you may work with and so forth. But like you said, the Soto Civic Center, which is now the Lander Center, obviously Lander's vehicles and, and cars and, and stuff like that. So so you've been tasked, again, with the city of South Haven for helping at Snowden Grove. I say helping, contracted, just kind of a different thing. It's another venue, you know, roughly around 9,000. It's going to be around 9,000 once they go through the renovations. It's been around uh, four or five seated, another six or so grassy area lawn uh, for general admission tickets. Can you give us a little bit of an update or give us kind of what the vision is when it comes to that renovation that we announced on our show about six weeks ago? Stone Grove Amphitheater has been there probably 15, 16 years now. Yeah, sounds right. Um, The advent of of the amphitheater being uh, a number of reserved seats and then a a large lawn. Correct. Um, Jim Green, uh, originally of uh, Green Machine Concerts, uh, originally had the, I don't say the task, but... uh, It'd be the the contract. He paid to be there uh, along that end, uh, and he was a promoter, uh, per se. He was not uh, a different role than than what I am. He... Took risk in the shows that he brought in. He brought in the ones that he thought would be successful that would make his company money. Correct. Uh, along that end, paid a rental fee to yeah. the city of South Haven for the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. Correct. That's how it worked. He was a promoter who had an office there at the at the Snowden Grove Amphitheater. So he rented space. He rented the, the space for shows in an attempt to be. He, he Green Machine Concerts was a for profit company. Correct. That's not necessarily what you are doing for the city of South Haven. Um, yes and no. Uh, we're going to get, we'll get into that. Uh, so as Jim was there, we would say that really Jim only did shows there, shows that Jim chose to, to bring. Correct. In. Yes. There was a, um, I guess a difference of opinion from a contractual standpoint. Jim decided it wasn't, he wasn't going to re-up with the city. Uh, in comes Live Nation. Live Nation, the, la- the, the largest sure. global uh, music uh, promoter in the world. Mm-hmm. And they came in for three years, three really tough years. Yes, yes. I, I'm the not last sure one being how, COVID, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how much they were completely set up for success along that end. When they were awarded the contract from the city, it was well into their first year. Yes. So that first year of shows wasn't fantastic yeah. because uh, everything's really booked. Right. They're, they're, shows are routed, concerts are routed along that end. They're trying to get in what they could. Second year, much better along the end. They Third had some year, time, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Third year, COVID. Sure. Well, a lot of things changed within Live Nation. The business unit that served Stone Grove Amphitheater was based out of New Orleans. Correct. Doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. The contract ended, uh, I want probably, I think it was December 31st Correct. of 2020. Yes. Yes. So really nothing was there. Uh, it was an opportunity for Mayor Musselwhite to kind of take a look, step back, relook at how things are going, what's going on with um, at Stone Grove. I, you look at silo square you take a look at the baseball fields well stone the amphitheater in my opinion wasn't quite to the standard of where silo square is going and where the baseball fields have been along that end i would agree no fault to anyone but look it's sat dormant for a while it's 15 years old 15 years old and so i i think timing could not have been better for the mayor and i can't say enough for the mayor and the board of aldermen looking in the forward thinking along that end the mayor took counsel with a number of individuals within the business 
I'm being one of them, yes. as well as talking to other mayors. And there's other mayors that have come from other cities that came here wow, okay. to look at Snowden Grove right, Amphitheater. Sure. So I think we can talk mayor to mayor. Yeah. Um, you can ask some questions that other people can't ask and, and questions and how are things working in different cities, things along that end. And the mayor realized that we had an opportunity here rather than a number of the revenues that whether Jim Green or Live Nation was taking from, I don't say taking from the city, right, but sure. didn't go directly to the Correct. city, has an opportunity to keep them here within the city, to have an, a much larger ROI sure. uh, on the amphitheater than it had, had before. Meaning that it can also benefit, for instance, beer sales and all that type stuff. Hey, how do we, if there's going to be 9,500 people in our arena, when they walk in to when they leave, how do we maximize the profitability of our arena? And so this is going to be a new life for the city of South Haven. Uh, again, like you said, Stone Grove, and we're guessing it's, it's we're, we're guessing it's 15 years old. Uh, what does it look like for the next 15, 20, 25 years? You have to look at that. Okay, well, in order to have all the new amenities and all the new things that uh, maybe we compete against the forum with or so forth, uh, we have to generate and maximize our revenue. And this is an opportunity for the city to do that. So for lack of a better word, the city has gotten into a more serious, gotten into the concert promotion, concert business, because it makes more sense for them. Hey, why would we have an amphitheater that has a gorgeous silo square right next to it, hustling and bustling in hotels and restaurants? And then we have arguably, you know, a top 10 baseball complex in, this, in a, you know, the United States of America. And then we have a junker in the middle. And not saying the Stone Grove is a junker. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that we as uh, consumers... Yeah, we get a little spoiled. <laughs> we can get well, spoiled real quick. I think you usually say that it wasn't to the standard yes. the silo square is becoming, Correct. is and is becoming, as well as the baseball fields right. and the brand new soccer. Some other things happened at the same yes. time. Yes, um, I've been, I'll say I was chasing. It was a part of, uh, from the business side of looking at a, a second tenant in Lander Center. Okay. We know that now is the Memphis Americans. Right. Well, indoor soccer, Lander Center is too busy to be able to practice inside Lander Center Correct. in the arena. Yes. We just can't do that, taking the right. grass up and down. Well, luckily for us, Bank Plus Sports Complex yes. has an indoor yeah. soccer right. sure. facility. Ability. I know sure. that because I've coached my kids mm-hmm. uh, inside there. I was like, wait a second, this is a perfect opportunity to partner with the city right. along that end and make it, have it come to fruition. Uh, as you know from the press conference where the mayor was a part of that. So again, a number of things have happened. Pre-COVID, there's been discussions of um, uh, of doing some things on property, uh, the city being a, a part of some certain things. Uh, hopefully I'll get to talk about those things sure. later. Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, a lot of good synergies had taken place between the city yes. and the DeSoto County Convention and Visitors Bureau. Right. And I, I think all those things kind of led naturally to... I'm not going to speak for uh, for Mr. Mayor, but right, uh, sure. but along that end, it made sense that if he had said, wait, wait a second, I don't want to go after another Live Nation. I don't want to go after another Jim Green, even though he was local along that end. I've got it, essentially a talent here. Sure. Let's explore that. And he explored that. He and Michael Hatcher uh, took a lot of time uh, together to talk about things, and it got to the two different boards talking right, sure. about it along that end. Uh, my involvement and his counsel with other experts in the industry and the other mayors, as we discussed, I think then kind of came to a natural progression of, okay, can Todd oversee both of right, those sure. along that yeah. end? Uh, my first answer to him was absolutely yes. yes. 
and it's not wouldn't be this isn't the first time a foray that would be happening there's so many other places around the country where a guy like me runs an arena and then come summertime they're over in the, in the amphitheater okay yeah uh, we are definitely slower in the summer than we are yes. you know september through the end of may so it does kind of make sense and the two seasons do yeah, set themselves right. apart. People enjoy weather. I mean, we have seasons here. If somebody can go enjoy a sunshine and 82 degree concert, you know, why not? So with that kind of, that's where things kind of begin to evolve. Conversations then begin to be had that, okay, well, what do we need to do? Well, in explaining the business, talking about the business, hearing from other individuals within the business, we're missing a couple of pillars, so to yeah. speak, within the, the revenue um, stream sure. along that end. And a couple of things we're missing. One was, if you remembered, if you wanted to go get a hot dog or chips or right. beer or whatever along that end, there was that area that was more kind of like a carnival festival. Yeah. Kind of Almost thing. food trucky. Yeah, yeah, along that end. You really need your own concessions and commissary that's run by sure. the, the venue. No different than we have here. And you'll find other amphitheaters. Right. That, that's not foreign at all. Uh, where those uh, food and beverage revenues, again, stay right there. Right. They're not leaving with a, a food truck individual right, of course. Uh, or owner along that end. Nothing that there's anything wrong with yeah, what's sure. going on there. Th- th- there's just different revenue streams. Uh, those streams can be much larger than they are under the current model or right, the model sure. that was there. Second part of it was there's a, been a real, real significant change with the industry from the large lawn side. Yes. Uh, some places it still works. The majority, I won't say it doesn't work, but there's been a real paradigm shift to remove the lawn and put permanent seats in. Uh, we can look at the uh, brand new amphitheater that they're building in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. 100% seats. There's no lawn whatsoever. Straight seats. Uh, the brand new amphitheater. It's a couple years old now. All seats. All, all seats. All, all, right. all reserved seating along that end. So I looked at it and explained to the mayor a little bit. The other at the financial aspect of how the business works, that the current size capacity of the reserve seats isn't large enough to cover the guarantees and expenses that need to take that take place with artists coming in. Sure, it, artists guarantees and expenses continue to rise. Right, of course, and especially even in this time period, even post COVID, in terms of trucking and fuel and yeah. staffing and things along that end. So. The, the best opportunity that we had was to add in more reserve seats. We did find out here over the years that you'd announce artist A was coming, reserve seats, yep. and they were gone in a snap. Well, folks would wait until Surrey would tell them 14 days out or the week before, hey, it's going to be 87 and beautiful. Hey, I'm going to go buy up. We're right, going to go sure. get our seats on the lawn. If Surrey told you it's going to be 104 degrees or it's going to be pouring down rain, people weren't buying tickets. Right. Well, that was a huge issue when it came to revenues to pay for shows, pay right. for artists, things along that end. The math wasn't working. When you add in the reserve seats, people are, I want to say more comfortable, but to a large degree, they're going to go get that seat, rain or shine, right, sure. along that end. They're not concerned about they the They want their seat. Let's guarantee they want their seat. seat. They want a guaranteed seat. Uh, we've been out there. Yeah. Um, Certain shows, I, I'm not really good looking to take my family out on the lawn. Right, sure. This really changes that aspect. It puts it more into what it's like being in an arena. Everybody's got a seat. Everybody's got a ticket. And your behind is going to go in that seat that's, right. that goes with that ticket. So we went to the architects and said, hey, let's look at putting reserve seats in. That's the direction the mayor okay. realized, oh, wow, this really, this makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. Uh, in the current 
renderings and drawings that we have, we're looking at about 4,500 seats and still about a you know, six to eight hundred person lawn area because there's some folks say, Hey, look, I still right. want to bring my blanket and be on the lawn. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. So, so capacity is going to decrease that much. Uh, the capacity is probably going to sit around that 9,500. Okay. Okay. Oh, I see what in. you're saying. You're saying replacing the lawn with those 4,500. Correct. With the ones that are already kind of existing. Correct. Per, okay. So we're basically taking the vast majority yeah. of the lawn out, putting permanent seats okay. in. So you have an opportunity to, Pay a long yes, price, yes. but you're going to get a seat. Yeah, uh, and there, there's not that fight for my blanket. Yeah, Somebody sure. stepped on my chair or whatever. <laughs> yes, sure. You know, all on that end, I think it's going to give a much more mm-hmm. inviting opportunity for the Mid South to come and buy, and go see a great show sure. outside. Yeah. The next part of that was what my board, the board of aldermen, and so many people have asked me. Oh, so you're going to decide it's going to go to Landerson or it's going to go to Stone Grove Amphitheater? Right. That's not the case at all. Okay. I, in, in what I do, have conversations with artist management, with promoters, with agents. Right. In no way, shape, or form do I decide if that artist is playing inside or outside. First basic part of that is the sound and lights or the production that a, uh, an artist is going to show up with. Inside production is very different from outside production. Correct. That's the, the first most basic thing al- right. along that end. Can they go both ways? Sure, they can. They don't like to sure. uh, along that end. Right, so because the, they, li- they like to know they're going to play 25 shows inside because it allows them to know the production, whatever, versus 15 shows outside, then they have to think about wind and rain and weather and so forth. It's about the show itself. Right, exactly. What, what, what LEDs are they yep. bringing? What cameras are coming? What PA is being flown? What's not being flown? Completely different show inside an arena. Sure. It, it, it's just, it's really, I'll say it's night and day. It's not that di- va- vastly right. different, but that's a, a good example along that end. Example, the best one I can give to you is Zach Brown Band is going on tour. Okay. They are going to be playing, they're going to be coming through our area yep. on this tour on January 15th. <laughs> Naturally, where are they going to play on January 15th? Yeah. They're going to play inside Lander Center. Right. Well, when they're coming through on a uh, summer tour sure. that's going from April to October 15th, right. and they're going to come through our area on August 15th. Yeah. The amphitheater is an option. The amphitheater is more than an option. They're, they're actually that's doing what, an, right. an outside tour. Okay. Okay. There are many artists that prefer to play outside. Um, so this opens the door for DeSoto County to be a year-round option for some of the for the for the artists that people want to see. You nailed it. The nailed answer it. is yes. Wow. Okay. That's really what it is. Do we have the data? Something already there or not there? That's what we're looking for. That is, uh, we want to make sure uh, the, the scenario that we've talked about in years of even in my time at FedEx Forum, but in my time here is that as the bus travels. From Nashville to Little Rock, we want to make sure they don't honk and wave as they go by. Sure. We want to make sure that we're a stop. Right. How do we As the bus it? goes from New Orleans to St. Louis, we want to make sure that we're a stop here Absolutely. no matter what. We want to make sure that the Mid-South is the best market it can be for music and the best way for that to happen is to, one, have great venues right. and two... Mid-Southerners need to buy tickets. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people ask, why don't we get this show? Why don't we get that show? Sometimes it's an issue of we simply don't have the inventory, meaning the date isn't there. Right. It's been booked for something. They've got it. We, we, we got to get They're going somewhere else. Right. Because they were only coming through this time. Because routing is what routing is. You're only going to go through the area during a, a certain time period. Sure. The biggest thing is for everyone to understand is that ticket sales mean everything. 
there are 15, 20 years worth of database uh, for all these largest promoters for the agents, William Morris, CAA, UTA, yeah. uh, that look and say, ooh, they really buy tickets here. They yeah. don't buy tickets here. Where are we bringing artists? Where are we not bringing in artists? we got to give this city or venue a try. Uh, a lot of it's relationship-based that I have. Uh, I've had, uh, again, I, and that's been started since my years. Sure. Uh, you know, since 2000, being in Las Vegas, meeting and learning these people as I go, saying, hey, we do a great job here. That, that That's part of it. The second part of it has to be we can sell tickets here and and giving our community great places that they feel comfortable and safe to come and buy tickets and go see shows. That's really what it is. Uh, Exactly. A lot of people think it's rocket science, but when it's all said and done, it's necessarily, it's it's not necessarily rocket science. You have your cities like a, like a destination city. I mean, a lot of the country acts can play Nashville and and feel pretty confident. So maybe every time they go on tour, they're going to be in Nashville, but maybe every third tour, they're going to come through Memphis. So they're going to come through the mid South. And what you're saying is, is, Hey, how do we grow to be that stop? How do we grow to be that, you know, Instead of every four or five tour, every one or two, you know, tour. Good example. Yeah. Uh, I, I, did you put that? I'm going to put an artist with yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Um, Kane Brown played his very first arena ever at Lander Center, Lander Center yeah. three, four, year, four years ago. Right. And he came back when he got his first arena tour right back at Lander sure. Center. Well, he's graduated, so yeah. to speak, and his next show is going to be at FedEx Forum. Mm-hmm. Well, once you do that, then you've got an opportunity. Hey, I'd actually like to do an outside tour. Right, sure. We got him yeah. right back again. Yeah. What there's, outside? There's, there's a comfort yeah. level. Beautiful. That not only with with Kane and his management team, the promoters that he's been with, that we have uh, with him. They say, "Oh, you're you're running the, the amphitheater here. Easy deal. Sure. Let's let's jump in. Let's see if we got a date. Let's put them right. together." The Mid South never has to lose out on Kane Brown. Sure. He doesn't have to go somewhere else because we can start him as a young artist. We can grow him up. Sending him to FedEx Forum, so to speak. Right. It's still the Mid South. We're still, we're all in this yeah, together. Getting, yeah. As far as and that's what a lot of people have to look like. The industry doesn't see a state line sure. per se. They don't see a wall. Right. They see us as a whole, as far as a metropolitan Memphis metropolitan yes. area. Right. Uh, no matter where those seats are located, yep. and those tickets are along that end. Yeah. So when he's looking back at the area again, he's going to do now an outside tour. Well, again, we've got the opportunity to say, yes, there's a comfort level. He's going to come back. We're going to get to see Kane again. And and that's just one artist, one one example along that end. There's so many uh, different artists that are out there. Uh, Obviously not all of them are back yet. We're hoping that, you know, by the time we hit summer of 22, everyone will be back. Right. at, at some point and right. that wants to be not going to get into those issues, yeah, sure, but, of but, but we're, um, we certainly want to give and offer again, the, uh, the, the best entertainment through the front door and the back door, right. uh, and everyone feeling safe and comfortable and knowing this is a great place to, to go see a show. And that is whether it's outside at, at Stone Grove or inside at Lander Center, we want to, as, as my job in terms of what I do, I, I, I see it countywide, but I also see it community wide. Right. And it's something that I learned from my incredible mentors out there in this industry. Cause I've been in a number of different places, the entertainment, that we are charged with bringing in needs to be as diverse as your community. Okay. Nothing's cookie cutter. So we want to make sure that you've got your pop and your rock and your urban and your country, country and, and Christian and, and, and Christian. And, and, and I'm going to add into that Latino. Yeah, sure. I've had a real education um, as the first Sunday of the Mid-South Fair has been our Latino day. 
and being a part of of the radio and the um, newspaper, the communication side of the Latino music industry, right. whole new world that I had not sure, been a part of before. Sure. So it's really great. Again, it's like, whoa, there's an underserved area along that end. So that, again, it, we have a very diverse community. Right. We want to make sure we serve everyone. Everyone sure. needs an opportunity to, to see some entertainment that they enjoy. Now, the other side of that is also realizing you bring an act in. Oh, I didn't sell any tickets. It's not going to come back again. Right. We would need to make sure that the acts that we do bring in, that if the community is interested in that act and want them to come back, you got to buy tickets to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's really something that folks, I don't think, completely understand. It's I think there's more of that understanding as we go along. I don't really want to try to preach that, right, so to sure. speak. But when folks do ask me, hey, why are we not seeing this artist or that artist? Got to buy tickets. That's well, really yeah. what it amounts to is good, get out there and buy tickets. Enjoy the show, bring your family, bring friends, be a part of what it is. The more you do that, the more things are going to come to us. Absolutely. I mean, we live in kind of a society that likes to say, why don't we have this artist, that artist, this artist? Well, the artist comes within 50 miles of you and you sit at your house and drink a glass of wine and listen to it on Spotify again versus buying tickets and go and see that artist and then have the, you know, then gripe to your friends like, oh, I wish I could see him. Well, he was 50, you know, he was 50 miles away. And, you know, look, driving 100, 150 miles for a, a show, that's nothing. I mean, that, that's not, I, th- I like the two hour window. I've seen shows in Little Rock. I saw uh, Eric Church at the uh, Lander Center years ago, and I, I thought it was really neat. They basically, whenever he, he was just getting started, really, he they split the Lander Center in half. And so this the seats were only, it was like 4,000 seats, you know, but he was playing an arena. It was 4,000 seats. And I remember thinking to myself, just paying attention, oh, this makes total sense. He's not quite ready for eight or nine, but he can handle the floor with no problem. Sure enough, sell out crowd, great show, you know, type, type stuff. So that's really neat. How do you guys, and we won't go too much longer, but how how do you guys set up and say, okay, uh, this artist is, I mean, do they say, hey, we feel like we can handle 5,000 seats? And do y'all have the ability to say, okay, well, let's trim the Lander Center down? How well will y'all work with an artist to, to do those type things? It's or is not, that based off guarantees? It's or not with the artist per se. Okay. Really, the artist and their agent get together. They decide they want to tour, begin the routing process. Uh, man, their management goes into cost. Yes. Um, a lot of it, are, are, what are they carrying? How much are they carrying? They're carrying their own stage. How right. much LED? How big is the show? How many, tr- uh, there's so much that goes into sure. it. How much, uh, how many roadies are on with them? That What's the support staff? It's just, it's an endless, not endless, but. It, Nearly it, it, endless. It, it really comes down to math, which is really dollar figures. You're taking that dollar figure that, hey, this is the guarantee. These are the expenses. And you're making the math work, so to speak, sure. or seeing if the math won't work. Sure. What the ticket prices have to be to make that show work. And you can't say, we're going to get artist X in here. Here's Y is what it costs. And we have to sell out the whole thing to break even. <laughs> no, I'm not getting near that. Right. That, sure. That's this way too much risk uh, along that end. Have I been a part of something that's happened that before? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we actually did that at Ohio State. It was Paul McCartney. Wow. We sold the entire thing out, full tilt, top to bottom. When it was all said and done, we had lost about $3,500 on the show. But it was worth it because of what the decision that was made and, and the higher-ups at Ohio State had to approve what we did. But it was an opportunity to bring a beetle in. Absolutely. Uh, you've got sweet holders and people on that end that needed to see a, a, a show of that caliber. Sure. It was to say, this is the route we were going to go. Incredible experience. Right. But, uh, but, and then look, but again, that's, that's few and far between. You're lucky you only it, lost 3500 I mean, exactly. that, that's amazing. <laughs> few and far between that right. those things happen. Sure. 
but again, it comes down to math. And that math is a little crystal ball, a little bit of history, looking and thinking, okay, here's the artist. Here's the support. We've split the seats up in this manner. Here are the right. different price levels. We're going to break even at this number. Do we think we can get there? Yeah. And that's exactly. really what we look at right. uh, along that end. And uh, you hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and then we get out there and we market the heck out of it and we, we push it. And um, we want to know, you know, what's happening in, yeah. around us. Right. Catch and, a break with uh, the weather sometimes. That's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, outside shows. And even for an outside show, sure. But sure, even in Lander Center, we yeah, still look course. and see what, what's if it's going to be pouring down rain or right. not. And how's that going to do for walk-up sales and things along that end? You know, you'd be great if if everybody wanted to come in and say, I'm going to pay you X million dollars to rent the facility yeah. for this day. And, and you don't have any risk in it. But right. it's really not how things really work these days. We try to mitigate risk yeah. for the promoter as much as possible. You're going to get a lot further if you guys work together. Because again, 100%. a lot of the people... People, the same people that manage so-and-so may, may manage another tour coming through the next year or two or whatever. So I, I tried to book a Christian act for my church probably like six or seven years ago, small business, small Christian act. And I still get emails from their management and they're much bigger now and so forth. But I say that to say what we were talking about at 10, 12, 15 minutes ago, some of the best email collectors are going to be those, those um, agents and promoters they're going to find you and, and they know the arenas that are out there. They know the good experiences that they've had in the past and, and stuff like that. So let's, uh, like I said, let's try and wrap up the, the, what this looks like. Cause we want you to come back all the time. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time. If the saints beat the Buccaneers, I want you to come back that following Wednesday. <laughs> we want to interrupt this podcast to give some love to our sponsors. Lauderdale insurance agency, your local state farm provider is located at 11 West Commerce street, directly across from the Hernando post office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213 or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Podcast brought to you by the newest dumpster service in North Mississippi, North Mississippi Dumpsters. They are a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently serve DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. Their phone number is 901-299-0916. That's 901-299-0916. You can also visit their website, desotodumpsters.com. That's desotodumpsters.com for pricing, booking a dumpster, planning for repickup, all those different things. Something else I wanted to share with about North Mississippi Dumpster, they also do junk removal. Junk removal simply means they will deliver, load, and haul away your debris. New construction cleanup is also an option for residential contractors. They will deliver your dumpster, clean up the site, haul off debris, and do a final interior cleaning. They're a one-stop shop for a residential construction project. Give them a call today at 901-299-0916. Again, 901-299-0916 for North Mississippi Dumpsters. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, 
and Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference, and please call them at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Last but not least, podcast brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, anything for the outside of your commercial or residential property, you need to call Richard and his team today. Williams Services is hiring for people to help in their growing business. Please give Richard a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or you can find Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Uh, let's talk about the next six months for both arenas real quick. Tell me a little bit about what's going on at the Lander Center for the rest of 21. What's that look like? So uh, later this month, we'll have Harlem Globetrotters right. uh, are, are going to be here. That transitions into uh, our annual Blues Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place in August. We're also um, have Crowder is coming okay. uh, on August 14th. Okay. The, we call it Summer Jam. Yeah, sure. Winter Jam. Winter, uh, we're doing Summer, summer Jam. Jam. Okay. Uh, so we're excited about that. And Crowder's uh, headlining act there? The headlining act, right. yes, sir. For those that y'all don't know, that's one of the biggest Christian acts in the world, yes. Before you know it, uh, where we open up the Mid-South Fair, the Mid-South Fair is going to open with what will be Lander Center's first full capacity show since COVID. Wow. Thus far in my plannings, and it was planned this way on my end, is that we're going to start small. So when we first started, we did Park McCollum followed by the rodeo, small shows. Right. We did Winter Jam, capped at 3,000. We did Mike Epps. Both of them were set up for 10,000. We had social distancing at 50% okay. capacity, okay. sold out both shows, 5,000 each. Right. Uh, again, we, we worked our way then into graduations. We did 10 socially distanced Disney on Ice shows. Right. Uh, again, trying to do this kind of this back Travis trip, you know, sticks yeah. and collective soul, smaller half house things along that end to get everybody comfortable who wanted to come to a right. show. Sure. There's people that I'm not trying to market to the person that says, I'm not coming out to a show. But someone who wants to buy a ticket and come on out and say, oh, wait a minute, we've really done a great job with what they have, touchless, contactless, Mm -hmm. taking care of doing the things that they're supposed to do on their end to make me feel safe and comfortable, which we have done. We've done successfully. Sam Hunt's first time we're going big. We're excited to have Sam in. That's the beginning of the Mid-South Fair. That's the beginning of the Mid-South Fair. That that Friday night is uh, September 23rd. 23rd, yes. 23rd is uh, the Thursday. It's always our, what we call preview night. We do four hours from six to 10. Wow, yeah. Absolutely free. Okay. Uh, free admission, free parking. Uh, we're going to do it again, partnering with with Kicks. Wow. Uh, have Kicks at the Mid South Fair. Not going to tell you the artists yet. Okay, okay. But we'll they'll, they'll be on the main stage. I like it. Yeah. Uh, outside, so you have free country music, uh, uh, and then we'll officially open on Friday the twenty fourth. It runs through October third. Right. And Sam will be inside. Sam will be inside. Right. When you buy your ticket to Sam, you free tickets to the fair. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so we're really excited to have Sam. Sam Hunt has not been in Memphis since. October of 2014. Wow. When he 
with support for Darius Rucker yeah. at Live at the Garden. Sounds right. Excited to have oh, Sam. Yeah, this could be big. Him yeah. going out on tour. Uh, again, here's an example. Buy your tickets. Yeah, buy you're, your tickets. You come to it. You want to see an incredible show. Sure. Go get those tickets. Yeah. Now, from then on, we're right around the corner from hustle season. Sure. Uh, at the end of the year, we're going to have uh, the Memphis Americans making their debut. Right. What a cool opportunity. Men's and women's soccer. You buy one ticket, you get two games. Correct. Yes. That's going to be Folks, a big if you've hit, never yes. experienced, if you obviously, yeah, the Euros are just mm-hmm. finished uh, right. Italy and PKs uh, yesterday against England. If you haven't experienced collegiate women's soccer, I, you know, again, I'm from Florida State. Just watched right. our girls get the, the our women get to the championship team, a championship round. It is absolutely incredible. The talent that will be on the field for that women's soccer, I won't say second to none, because second to, it was a like women our, our national team. Right. Uh, we won't see the caliber of ladies on that end, but very darn close uh, along that. And I promise you that some of them out there will have uh, tried out for, maybe even some have made national team along that end. The caliber of soccer out there is going to be incredible. Right. So it's a great family atmosphere and opportunity. We're excited for the Memphis Americans to, to, to be here and to be a, a part of the community with us. And um, soccer has boomed in the Mid-South. I mean, it's become really big in the Mid-South. Uh, you know, 901 Football Club and, you know, a lot of, lot of soccer in the Collierville, Germantown area, trickling down into DeSoto County for sure. But my son's excited about that. We'll definitely, uh, you know, frequent that, be a part of that. Snowden Grove, first question, when do the renovations start? So we are still in the – we're the finalizing phase right. of the architectural engineering sure. plans. Sure, sure. Uh, very soon because it's governmental process right. it'll we go out to out. bid yeah. and then we'll we'll get the numbers back and we're looking to get started as soon as possible sure is people are you gonna have shows for this season i actively looking to to put uh a couple of shows in okay. for the season august september we'll i'm see. doing my best we'll wait and yeah, see we'll what see. happens <laughs> if things are already routed really what i'm trying to do is get find an artist or two right. that wants to do what we call kind of a, a bit of a backfill date. Yes. That yes. they've got a day off mm-hmm. and they're traveling from one place to yep. another. It routes through. Yep. Do they want to pick up an extra paycheck? Right. And that's really, that's my best chance sure. along that, uh, with that opportunity to, to grab an artist or two. Can't promise it's going to yeah. happen, but actively pursuing that. What we're looking for on the other side is season for to start everything be 100 set and ready to go okay. june 1st of 2022 wow. okay those of us know that have been part of whether you're go to a restaurant or right uh wherever you may go and half of it's shut down or you've ordered from amazon and the company says well it's going to be here in this date well now it's back three more yeah. weeks a lot of that with construction is going to be a, a bit the same we've got to give enough time sure. for things to get here and to get set and, and, and be ready for the next season typically a season would start with spring fest south haven mm-hmm. spring fest would go from i'm not saying that's not going to happen sure. we the opportunity would look into see where are we at in construction you know a few weeks a month ahead of time can we get something that makes sense to be there or are we just going to have the the carnival yeah. uh, and barbecue fest out front of it well yeah. th- those decisions will come we'll we'll work together i'll work with closely with the mayor and, and the board of aldermen make some decisions that are best for the safety of the community the artists things along that end right. but we'll be ready to go I already have a number of holds uh for next summer awesome. uh for for the uh for the amphitheater excited about what we've already got on hold excited what's still coming uh, excited about uh, you know continue to announce to different promoters and agents that this is what's coming right. uh, along that end and and here's kind of a rendering and you know to get the responses back oh this is great yeah. we're excited that you're you're taking sure. uh, control so to speak along that end within the next couple of days after that comes that email or that phone call. Mm-hmm. 
hey, such and such, we, right. we want to put them, uh, can you hold these dates at the amphitheater? Over your career, you've built uh, national agreements and you've built national friendships, uh, working relationships with people that it's going to be a benefit both uh, arenas, both locations. So I'm excited about it. Again, whenever we announced this in the autumn meeting and Derek read that, uh, knowing you personally a little bit, he just said, Hey, I think this is going to be something neat. And I was like, Hey, we need, we need to sit down and visit with him. And again, UTW podcast, we're not, you know, there's not, hundreds of thousands of people listening to us, but the people that listen to our shows are the people that go to concerts or the people that say, I'll get a babysitter and go see X. So I think you're going to get a good, you know, uh, going to benefit hopefully from coming on every once in a while, visiting with us and talking to us, uh, you know, but again, back to stone Grove, not to mention, not to bring up another uh, football analogy, whatever, but you know, right now you may have to punt to have a better 15 year program, 15 year run with that type of stuff. So let's, let's not rush these awesome renovations we're going to have and so forth, just so we can set ourselves up for success. And we, we praise Darren Musselwhite on the show just about every week, uh, does a really good job in South Haven. He's a good mayor, does a good job. And he's very pro South Haven, which is exactly what you want from your leadership. So, Hey, before we wrap up or anything, is there anything you'd like to say to our podcast listeners, you know, right now or, or the future of either of your, the Lander Center or Snowden Grove? Appreciate the opportunity to, to come on and be a part of, of this and, and look forward to the next one. You guys, yeah. is, I don't say as much as you want to have me, yeah, but sure. as things uh, move and shake uh, along that end, it makes, uh, makes sense for me to come on and, and talk about what's going on. I'm happy to do it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I would just, uh, again, it's kind of that ex- explaining what I had said before, ticket sales. That's, that's really it. what Buy it em. comes down to uh, along that end. People may say, hey, how do I get in touch with you? Uh, I want to tell you about... Uh, my son's band that he's in, or sure. uh, one of the, it doesn't quite work exactly. in that direction. Yeah, send us that uh, email. Don't send that to Todd. Send us that email. If, uh, but as far as from a social media standpoint, um, you know, you want to go on Lander Center events Facebook page and say, "Hey, can we get this artist?" Sure. We'll sure. be happy to answer some things along that end. Um, I'm not going to tell you that there isn't anyone we haven't thought of, but I'll tell you that you know God has a sense of humor. And God is perfect in what he does. Absolutely. To bless me with a 20-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 5-year-old. Yeah. Well, we just had Blippi. Most people don't know what Blippi is, right. especially those that have a 20-year-old. Right. Uh, so to be able to have the, the varying range yes. of children has yes. really helped me continue to watch and be a part of the changing music industry. Correct. Yes. I can't be on every channel all the time, but between my wife and my daughter and my two sons, that really has, you know, uh, been a blessing to me, knowing what their what's in their their ear pods yeah, sure, yeah. and what are they watching on YouTube, um, what are they listening to because it can't be me all the time. Right, of course, uh, along that end, and I don't get any artist knowledge when I'm trying to figure out how to set my fantasy football team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I'm exactly. Well, and but not, uh, but but along that end, that's uh, you know, so that's kind of the wide range that we do. Plus, what I'm on calls weekly, absolutely, uh, listening to and finding out what agents are doing, what artists are coming out. There's a huge history. I have a huge history. You know, really knowing. But the other side of it is. We were the first to break Kane Brown. Yeah, that was an you know an opportunity there that when you spread yourself out, when you when you're part of really listening to as much as you can to being a part of what you can, man, you get that sure. opportunity and and watch it rocket uh, right. along that end, and that's really great. But it does all take it takes ticket sales. Absolutely, those had ticket sales from the very beginning. You know that's the other part along that end. You want to know what's going on? Obviously, like I said, Lander Center Facebook, events, Facebook yeah, page, being a part of the uh, what we call VIP clubs or, or the uh, backstage clubs mm-hmm. along that end, so that you get if you are part of that, you got to find out that Paw Patrol is coming in November right. and to be part of pre-sales and, and, and things along that end. 
that uh, we're really excited about when shows come. Again, it's part of that selling a ticket. Those things, those opportunities are going to happen as well with Stone Grove. Uh, along that end, going to work with got to work the city's IT department, sure. get websites up, things along that end. We don't have anything to put on sale right now at Stone Grove, but we are going to get those changed around, right, moved around. There's a, a part of that with Ticketmaster that's that's changing as as the ticketing yes. platform is on yes. there. We've got to get all the seats figured out, but uh, it, we're we're in transition there. Uh, I've been working on it. I know the contract was official July one. I've been working on this uh, for months, not the knowing that I would be in this position, mm-hmm. but knowing and understanding that I'm part of this community. Uh, I'm part of the music community here, the venue community sure. here. I want it to be the best that it possibly can be. Tickets have to be sold at FedEx Forum. Tickets have to be sold at Lander Center. Tickets have to be sold at Stone Grove. I want tickets to be sold at the Orpheum. That's that's you know really what where that community right. is in, in buying tickets so that we can continue to move this Memphis metropolitan market up. Sure. And get those better artists in here. Uh, last thing I'll ask you: the big digital sign right in front of Lander Center is that is that tied to y'all or is that a just yes? A, it yes. is okay. Yeah, yep. We're, yeah, beautiful uh, new digital sign right there uh, in front of Lander Center. Will y'all keep the Lander Center uh, sign that's currently there, or is it going to be phased out and, and moved uh, like more no, to the big digital? We're going to have both. Both. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, that one, the, the smaller one, yeah. uh, is uh, next couple of weeks get changed out. It's uh, going to be 11. 10, 11 years old. Wow. Same uh, uh, quality uh, mm-hmm. that it is uh, now. Maybe Maybe, I'm not saying yeah. it'll be a little bit better, yeah. but uh, an opportunity to, to put electronic billboard up yep. next to the marquee, just a, a, another revenue source, sure. uh, another opportunity to uh, to further tell the whole world what we're doing. Absolutely. A lot of views up and down 55 Love every it. day yeah. uh, along that end. So we just want to let everybody know what's going on uh, sure. at Lander Center, the continued uh, movement forward, no different than uh, what has taken place or will be taking place at Stone Grove. You haven't been to Lander Center lately. Every seat's brand new. Uh, wow. We took the opportunity over uh, during COVID that things were paid for in one physical year, knowing that we had to move transition. Yes. They showed up <laughs> in another physical Love year. It. just happened. We just uh, took the opportunity then to get all the seats changed out. You'll see on the property that's just south of Lander Center, a lot of work being done right yep. now. That's going to get a, a new parking lot. Okay. Uh, for the Lander Center? Uh, for Lander Center. Okay. For the Mid-South Fair specifically. Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Uh, haven't announced it yet, but the second weekend of Land uh, of Mid-South Fair, huge announcement will be coming of what's going to take place that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday inside the arena. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so again, no different than Sam Hunt. Sure. Buy your ticket to that. Get tickets to Mid South Fair, and it, it comes right with it. So we just make sure we're prepared yeah. to handle all the folks are going to need to park uh, along that end. Uh, excited for uh, the construction that's around the corner at Snowden Grove, and uh, we just uh, I think the world of this community just blessed that the gods put my family here. Sure. And uh, I'll be perfectly honest with you, when I came here from FedEx Forum, I expect to be here a couple of years and be back what I would call a big building again. Yeah, sure. God hasn't moved mm-hmm. us. So yeah. and it, it, so I know that that's been his plan to be here, his plan to be a part of what's going on here. And it's a different math in music. An inventory that's essentially 20,000 seats is is really great for, for us and the opportunity that we have, the artists that come available to us. People think, wait a minute, it's not a 20,000 seat show. No, no, no. Right. I, the inventory I hold yes. in, in that that ledger inside whatever office mm-hmm. that, that there's 20,000 seats available there. It's just looked at a little bit differently, yeah. uh, puts us on a different plane, even then FedEx forum. So uh, not that there's, is there competition? Sure. There's competition, but the competition really is to get those artists uh, making sure they're, that uh, uh, that South Haven, the Memphis metropolitan area is always a stop 
when they are routing their shows. Well, I love it. I, I mentioned to you all fair uh, how much I enjoy promotion, music, stuff like that. Like I said, chasing the smile. I think that's a really neat uh, turn forward. Todd, I really appreciate your time coming under the water tower, talking to the uh, listeners in uh, Hernando and up to the Get Well Corridor. You're definitely a big part of that for sure, the Lander Center and Stone Grove. And we really, really appreciate you sitting down with us and look to, uh, forward to visiting you uh, again maybe in the fall. Sounds great to me. Looking forward to it. We want to thank Todd for coming in and spending some of his Monday with Matt. Uh, we just really appreciate all the information he was able to give. We hope that the listeners uh, really got something out of that. Really looking forward to the concerts that are coming here over the next you know year or two as Todd starts his scheduling for both both event centers. And just, uh, again, I hope it's a great interview. I hope that y'all can uh, kind of listen and enjoy it. And uh, we'll just look forward to those shows to come. I think, Derek, the thing to come away from this interview with is buy tickets. Don't sit on your couch. Don't gripe to your friends about we never get to see shows. We don't have anybody this, like, whatever. You have to buy tickets. If we don't support things in DeSoto County, they're going to go somewhere else. Well, they go to Memphis, and then you got to drive 30 or 40 minutes. you got to pay for parking, all that kind of stuff. Let's keep it in DeSoto County. Again, two great venues right here, 10 minutes away from under the water tower. Let's make it happen. If you enjoyed Todd's interview and enjoy things that we do every Tuesday and Friday, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever that is, give us a five-star review. Anytime you give us a five-star review, we will recognize you on our next show. So give us that five-star review as we continue to go up in the rankings from a podcast standpoint. If you enjoy Under the Water Tower podcast, you will certainly enjoy OB Pod. The OB Pod stands for Olive Branch, services the eastern side of DeSoto County, Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill. OB Pod. Find them today. Thanks again to Todd Mastery. We certainly appreciate it. Derek, look forward to our busy week. Look forward to some awesome things. Crew Fernando Golf Tournament on Thursday. Water Tower Sessions Friday night right here at the Pinella Street Courtyard. If you don't have your tickets, get them. Find more information on our Facebook page, Mississippi Music Facebook page. Get your tickets as soon as you can. Our second Water Tower Sessions coming up this Friday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the Water Tower. Dropped off a pretty little girl, same grade as me.